Spirit Ridge at the 600 metres led the field from United Nations. Who your male's got a split right? You are made a line of four. They're a length and a half. Valiant King breakups coming on. So too West Wind blows without a fight's the widest. Gold Trippers tracking into it. Needs a run though. Right you are. Who your male into the straight from Valiant King. West Wind blows break up. They were followed by Bois without a fight and Gold Tripper running on. West Wind blows at the 200 without a fight runs on. Lazy. Hello and welcome to a Racing Previews podcast. It's just me, Will, tonight on. Uh, ben can't make it. He's got Cox Plate duties. It's Cox Plate week, so he's off doing stuff for work and, and obviously Nick doesn't do uh, Monday reviews. So it'll be just being tonight. Um, hopefully I don't bore your ears off because, you know, but um, I'll do my best and we'll get through the races that we'll be reviewing. Um We'll start off with the track, uh, Caulfield. It played pretty much a good four all day, um, maybe a tiny bit slower out of the chute, um, on pace-ish in the circle, but I thought it played fair in the chute. I didn't think there was any great advantage. I guess just standard on pace suited, but but either way, it's just, like, it's just regulation sort of shoot. There's no... Like, you could come from last, but it wasn't an advantage to be last or anything like that. So, yeah, that's how I thought the track played. Um, yeah, good forward across the whole day. So, we'll start on a bit of a, not a negative race, but uh, we, there's not many positive things to say about this race, and especially the, the pace, because uh, Tokyo Run has been able to get away with a very, very, very slow pace. And yeah, I've got about 20 lengths slow to the uh, the 800 metres. And uh, to, uh, to, to the front, sorry, from the, to the class, against the pass, the class par to the 800 metres. And yeah, I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't know why this is a, a key derby lead up and you you'd typically want... Uh, your horse is having a, a truly run test leading into a, a derby. So this is interesting. Um, anyway, so Riff Rocket is supported as the very short price favorite. I think a dollar, it opened about a dollar sixty. Yep, opened a dollar sixty, and it's Betfair SP a dollar forty. So it was eleven point four percent firm throughout betting. It was enormous. It was obviously a massive go, um, and that just sort of meant that everything else that was half in the market is just drifted like a barge like sunset opened nine dollars it's jumped 22 dollars bet fair sp and it's one um so good on it but it's had its birthday i think i don't think it'll be winning this and, and gates was the other one that looked like it'd be improving up in trip um opened 19 dollars jumped 44 dollars bet fair sp um this was a perfect geelong classic trial for him but unfortunately the geelong classic is on wednesday so that's unfortunate uh for me who'd probably want to back him so um, anyway, uh, Apulia was good from the back of the field, um, running some nice sectionals through the mid-race and then, and then ca- uh, going on with that the last 400. But obviously the, the talking point is just the, the tactics and yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. And, and Riff Rocket has exploded the last 400 metres. 
I think it ran the fastest last 400 of the the meeting um, from memory. Um, no, that's not right, but it's 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 close enough anyway. So yeah, massive splits, um, and there's nothing really the horse could do about it. I think it's just a a trainer and jockey issue. So. Yeah, so Riff Rocket will roll on to the Derby and so will Sunsets and Gates and also Apulia, I guess. I don't know where the rest of these go. Um, uh, obviously, Riff Rocket is deserved favourite and and it should be winning. Um, not not should be winning, I shouldn't say that, but, but it, it's obviously deserved favourite for the Derby and um, that just purely off that rating last time and... And if anything, this run—not that I didn't think the last run was real—but but I think this is sort of solidified. Even though it's gotten beaten, I think that the sectionals just sort of uh, back it up a little bit. And I think if people take a, a negative sort of stance on the race of, of Riff Rocket being beaten and it was really slow time and it's iffy, well then I guess I can I can have a, a strong stance. But if they price him real short, it, like you can look at it both ways. And and I think my opinion on the race will be dictated to depending on the price that they're betting Riff Rocket on Grand Final Day because if they they go up way too short and it has it and that they put up Riff Rocket much shorter than what it should be I'm going to probably say well it's coming out of an extremely slowly run race um, and I want to be up be against it um, into the Grand Final and up in trip but at the same time, if they if the, the market goes completely against that and we get a price or a riff rocket, I'm going to say, well, it's in a fast cooker race and you don't want to take too much out of uh, what the actual form says. So, you know, you can look at it both ways and it just depends. Like, it's a real opinion sort of horse. And I guess I guess that's the beauty of slowly run races because you can have a, you can have a real opinion in these sorts of races and, and that what makes that, that's what makes it interesting. So... Um, low way to start the the card, I guess, but um, it'll be interesting um, going ahead for the for the derby in in, in in anyway. So, so yeah, we'll move on to race three now, which was the uh, Shrepps Ethereal Stakes run over two thousand meters. Uh, it was won by Autumn Angel, um, who stayed on well. Uh, she was supported in betting. Um, against uh, the short price favourite um, uh, who was Tropical Squall and they went at it at a good clip at even to, to good clip um, to the 800 metres and uh, and I thought Tropical uh, the the jockey um, on Tropical Squall really tried to clip, clip it up between the 8 and the 4 um, which I thought was interesting they've got a gone on a good gallop and I, and I guess maybe the stable just thought they'd try and run them off their legs but I think it's just been confirmed that she doesn't she doesn't run to 2,000 metres which is I thought maybe that was surprising but I guess at the same time when it's when you run that fast at a mile yes she did outstay them over the mile but she probably outstayed horses that'll end up being a 1,200 metre horse over the mile horses over the mile so um yeah, it's a different ball game going up to two thousand meters, and it hasn't quite worked going at a good clip and 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 really taking it to them from between the eight and the four. And she's really paddled like the last two hundred meters. She's she's fallen to bits, uh, which is unfortunate me unfortunate for me because I actually backed her in the end. Um, she got up to about two forty on Betfair. It was a, a decent um, go against her. I think that was all. I think that might have just been 
uh, distance wise maybe the market had a couple questions um, just regarding her going up in trip which I was sort of just backing the rating anticipating that she'd, she'd just hold the form um, but obviously she didn't she's, she's come back slightly and Autumn Angels spiralled ahead um, yeah so it's it's interesting that Peter Moody who's come out and said that they are not going to press on with the Oaks um, which is interesting I thought she'd as the Oaks for the taking, she'd probably have to be favoured off this, I'd imagine. Um, so, yeah, I'll, that's interesting. And it opens up the Oaks now because there's genuine questions on Tropical Squall. Um, it, it's staying the trip anyway because she she was vulnerable at the at the 2,000 metres, so you'd have to say she'd... Like, she I'd, she just wouldn't run 2,000 metres. I think, she, I think they'd, they'd be much better off... Um, running in the thousand guineas, or even um, the the mayor's race, the 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 mayor's mile on um, Stakes Day, or over the spring carnival. Anyway, I can't remember what it's called. I think it used to be called the Meyer Classic. I'm not exactly sure if it's still called that. Anyway, um, the obvious runner here um, for the Oaks was Baselina. The the last the the sections are huge. Um, uh, just just through the line, and um, she was pretty much the only filly top to hold she made a big big squeeze the eight the four and and sustained it through to the other four to the finish um she's bred to stay and she clearly does because she was too far back here just she wasn't in the race and she's and she's stayed on really really well um uh yeah so she's an ex- a really exciting prospect going forward to the the oaks and, and i guess it, it'd be interesting if tropical squall presses on to the oaks and Maybe Vaseline's second or third favourite, and and if you if you're like an opinion player like myself, um, you can get you you could get Vaseline real short if you wanted to be really hard against Tropical Squall, going up to twenty five hundred meters. Um, yeah, so she she she's really interesting for me. Um, I think she's she's she she's got a massive SP here, and maybe that people will some people will say, well, you can't. You can't price her shorter than Tropical Squall next start in the Oaks because Tropical Squall started 220 versus Barcelona 538 Betfair SP. Well, that she's a, she's clearly a start, staying filly and she's unexposed. She's she's coming through the grades and yeah, I, th- I think she's a, a really interesting filly um, going forward. And she's by Stephanos, who's who's um run into. Uh, a couple by by deep impact run into a couple really nice Japanese um, horses. So he, he was a nice horse, and he's obviously producing some. So um, yeah, she's obviously the horse to follow, and everyone will find it. But um, maybe if there's if it doesn't go up too short, maybe if they're betting eight dollars in an Oaks or something like that, you could. There's a genuine case. I, I've got no idea what will be there, but um, there's a genuine case you could make her almost just about favourite. But I'd say this is a good a good ethereal and. Um, I think I think this is this is good form for the Oaks. Um, just just there's only a few that you might want to take. Connasano was okay, so was another U. But um, yeah, we'll move on to the no, we'll skip the Gothic. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't think many people will be interested in the Gothic, so we'll skip that. Um, yeah, we will get to the uh, Thousand Guineas Prelude race number five. Uh, this race was um, 
highlighted by the fact that Blake Shin pressed the button from the outside barrier, um, following across the two Gay Waterhouse runners who set the pace, and it was a strong pace. They went out. They went out quite quickly. Um, when they run, they're about nine lengths fast to the 800 meters. So the first sort of 600 meters of the race, they really ran along, and, and the mid race was was even, and then they, they sort of fell off um, the fort of the post, but um, they were entitled to. Um, yeah, the, the the riders won this. She's obviously a staying, staying, not a staying filly, but she's bred to run a mile, and they've they've utilised that. I think she, she goes back to last. She probably doesn't win, or maybe she does win, but it's not not as impressively impressively. Um, yeah, this, obviously it was probably the ride of the day. To be honest, it was she took the initiative and and she she won really well. Um, she needs to improve to measure up to a horse like Arctic Glamour. But I think she can. I see no reason why she she wouldn't improve up in trip. She's by price here, um, and yeah, I, I honestly think she's really the only filly you'd be wanting to take out of this race. The market really loved her, and maybe the market knew that um, Shin was going to take her forward. Maybe that's what the market support was um, so heavy for because it, it was a six point five percent firmer, so it opened eight dollars and it's Betfair SP for four dollars eighty. I ended up backing Vivier, um, who jumped about 40s on the bet fetch. I thought she was good. Um, she was probably the best in the race, uh, the last sort of 400 metres, but um, she's probably just too far back, and, and she's she, she's run at run her, her SP, I guess. But um, be all honest with the winner, and um, she's obviously the one to follow. Uh, it was interesting what the market did with lovely looking... Um, Open favourite and drifted out. It got it. It got out to almost eight dollars on Betfair. Um, it was trimmed up a little bit towards um, jump time, but um, yeah, I'd say that probably had something to do with Jamie Carr, who is I don't I don't like to bag riders, but she's not riding at her best. Uh, just put it that way. Um, and obviously, the trainers probably uh, at, at Caulfield on Caulfield Cup Day. I would I don't imagine the big um, models are have Andrew Glyas as a as a positive but um obviously the the, the splits were dynamic at Morfittville when she was leading she got a soft lead and this was the complete opposite of a soft lead so she's capitulated and um probably an end of prep run but I, I still think she's a really nice filly and you can you can follow her I think but um yeah all honors with the winner and um and she's she's going to be in uh thousand guineas betting um, going forward so no real surprises there I think it's a pretty straightforward race it was a fast run and and, and the form stood up I think um, we'll go to race number 6 the McCafe Sprint now this race is interesting because uh, there's been a bit of commentary surrounding uh, Spacewalks I guess will to win um, look the horses run 32.9 the last 600 metres uh, they don't run any quicker than that People are saying was having to think about it, and it's a, a known non-winner. The, the horse, it, the horse wouldn't have time to think it was going that quickly. Um, this was a function of pace. Um, it obviously hit the lead, but the horses, the horses sprinted so hard between the, the six and the two, it, it sort of just dropped off. And and, and it's it's given um, Dool, who won the race, um, how much of a margin did it give it at the? So it's only it's only uh, about four lengths at the six hundred meters, but when you're going this slow against horses this fast, and you, you want to make up that much ground, it's it's just 
on, on ground this fast when you're going that slowly and you're all sprinting off a off a tee pretty much you can't give them four lengths it's quite simple um it's she, she's the horses run 32 nine last 600 meters you can't you cannot do much more than that um yeah, I ended up backing Generation in the race. I thought he ran well enough. The market really loved General Bow just off some old form. I didn't love General Bow at 1,000 metres, which maybe I think is controversial. Maybe, I don't know. But um, I thought I thought General Bow's best form is 11, 1,200 metres. Um, oh, and of course, um, Lofty Strike, who obviously opened favourite, $2.70 favourite, and it drifted out to $5.60 bet for SP. Um, I was quite... I guess I was public talking about my not public, but I was I was um, I guess what's the word maybe outspoken against uh, uh, for lofty strike like he has to be favourite, and I did have him favourite, but um, I guess maybe it's a, a learning thing for 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 punters I guess um, when a horse is if you if you price up a race and you have a horse that's first up favourite. And it's two seventy out out to five sixty betfair. You just like even if it's above your rated price and you and you have a, a big edge there, you just you just don't bet because the market knows something you don't. Um, and there's a there's a lot more uncertainty around or first up. Like if if lofty, if lofty strike was third up, I'd be betting hundred percent. I'd be I'd be thinking what is going on. And I'd, I'd be extremely confused, and it, and he had two good lead-up runs into it. Um, I'd be extremely confused, but because he was first up, and just with that uncertainty surrounding um, the horse, I think, uh, yeah. So even though I had the horse, what four four dollar favorite, and it and it jumped five sixty, um, I was happy to leave it, and yeah, it's, it's run accordingly. That the market knew what was going, so that's concerning. I have no idea what's happened with the horse, um, but the market knew about it. And um, obviously Ben and Nick were talking about, and so was Trav talking about the trials. So um, yeah, maybe something's happened with the horse that we're not aware of. So um, yeah, you've just got to trust the market in those sorts of instances. But yeah, all, uh, Duel, Duel was was good. Um, he's He's been transferred to Adam Anisham, so she, I think she's she's improved him. I think it's fair to say that, and um, he's got a pretty soft run here, and he's and he's been able to kick home. It's a it's a dodgy piece of form just based on the the pace because this was an extremely slow run race and um, spacewalk. Um, well, I was against spacewalk. Um, just just form wise, but the the sectionals here are huge, and he's backed up the first first up run so. Um, yeah, it was no fault of Jamie Carr. She's she's riding poorly, but this this was no fault of hers. Maybe it was, or well, maybe it was because she probably should have led by about five lengths, and and the horse would have just won. But, um, but but yeah, um, I guess she was probably told what to do, just to drop it out and and let it sprint over the top of them, and it just hasn't quite come off. So, uh, there's nothing really you can do about that. So, um. Yeah, this is the below standard. Uh, sorry, a below standard um, Caulfield Sprint. I I don't know if it's a Caulfield Sprint. Maybe it's the McCafe. I don't know. There's too many. They, they change the name, names too often, and it's all too confusing for me. But um, but yeah, it's probably a below average version of this race. Um, and I, I'm sure I'm sure there's a, a race for these sorts of horses somewhere in Cup Week. But um, 
but yeah, big, big queries on Lofty Strike going into the future. Uh, we'll move on to race number seven, the Tristark Group 2 race for mares, fillies and mares. And look, I'm, I'm often... I'm quite... Um, I don't want to say emotionless, but I guess that, that's why they call me bot, I guess. What ben, ben, why Ben and Nick call me bot. Um, I... I'm not often triggered whilst I'm betting, and um, I was on Saturday. I, um, I think Madame Pomery should have won. I was my best bet of the day, and I, it would have been, it would have set the day up nice. Let's put it that way. But um, wrote to Otaki, uh, got a soft lead in front, and very soft lead in fact, and um, clicked it up twenty eight in the four and, and sort of just, just held on. I ended up backing Shuffle Dancer two at forties on Betfair, so that made it even better. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, uh, what do you say? I don't know where these horses go. I guess they probably go to the Maya Classic or oh sorry, it's the Empire Rose is what the race is called. Um, I guess they probably go there. But um Rotorotaki's probably had its picnic now. I think it probably got us pretty soft lead. Um, yeah, the decision for say, say Magique to go up in trip I thought was interesting on on um, on Thursday doing the the preview, and it drifted significantly. And um, I guess this was a case of uh, opposite of Lofty Strike. Like I, I didn't think the horses' runs were were too bad leading into the um, to into this run. Um, it wasn't first up, obviously, and. Um, I was happy to just trust the ratings in the end because I, obviously I was against it on the on the on the preview, but I ended up having something on it just at the Betfair SP because I thought it was I was just pretty much back in the rating, I guess. Um, and she's obviously pulled up. I don't know if something's happened or she just didn't run out of fourteen hundred meters, but it wasn't like it was a strongly run fourteen hundred meters. So so uh, yeah, um, the market really loved Skew Whiff, which I thought was really interesting because. The international, oh, the New Zealand figures were bog standard. They weren't anything special. Yes, she beat Legato, but it was a soft rating, and I was really extremely surprised. Which is why I had a good crack at a couple of these horses. Like I almost had Madame Pomery favourite in the end, um, and you know, shit happens, I guess. But but yeah, uh, Shuffle Dancer was good too. Um, at odds, that she sustained a long run. And all these fillies, are, they're all very, very similar horses, um, I guess. And, yeah, maybe Madame Pomery's looking for a mile. So Shuffle Dancer. Um, but, yeah, interesting market support for Skew if um, I'd be bidding the horse because I think it's run to its form, and I, and I don't think its form is much good. Um, so, yeah, we'll leave that race. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you where these horses are going other than the Empire Rose and... And I'd imagine there'd be better horses coming to the Empyros. So, uh, yeah, we'll move to... We'll skip the Moonga because it's Buffalo River. Um, I guess the only thing I can say about that race is if you find Buffalo River on a quick backup, then that's when you bet. And that's obviously what the market loved. It was $7 into $3... Uh, sorry, $4.60 bet for SP. It was a 6.2% firmer. And Nunthorpe didn't cope with the pressure. The market liked it as well. Going Blake uh, came Jamie Carter, Blake Shin first time, but it obviously didn't cope with the pressure. It was coming from some slowly run races and then switched to a not a high pressure race, but a, a much quicker race than what what it had been running in 
running in. So, um, so that I guess that's I don't know. Maybe I haven't checked the stewards' report, but um, I'm sort of just guessing that nothing's happened. She's just sort of capitulated in a in a fast run race because I guess she she's been a horse that's her whole career has been a a sprinting. She, she's she's been a horse that's been big splits last 400 meters, and she hasn't. Uh, every time she's got into a, a, a not a farcically run race, she's she's sort of done this. So maybe that's something you can look for when you want to back Nunthorpe. Just do, do you think the race is going to be slowly run, or if it's going to be um, not farcical? Because I think her best work is when it's a real sit and sprint. Uh, we'll move to the Caulfield Cup now. Um, biggest race of the day. It was a Group One. Obviously, one of the three. Well, I'll say four races, probably the Golden Slipper counts, one of the four biggest races. Or maybe you have to say five now with the Everest. Oh, that's probably going to be there. So, um, yeah, what do you say about this? Um, I personally got the race wrong. Um, without a fight, has won really well. They've gone at a good pace. I'm, I'm going to say they've gone, they've gone very fast, but I think some people will see... Um, all averages, and I think they'll overreact because I don't know how many races are run at twenty four hundred meters at Caulfield, and there are there are none of them that are as good as these. Uh, historically speaking, yes, the race has gone fast, but like if you're saying the race has gone twenty twenty lengths above average, well, I, I don't know. Um, uh, well, yeah, it, I don't know exactly, but. Like, it's probably gone, what am I saying? Like, yeah, it probably has gone that quickly, but <laughs> um, these horses can cope with it is what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, like, without a fight's run, what, the, hold on, two seconds. Um, great podcasting. Uh, without a fight's run, the 15th fastest last 100 of the meeting. Like, these horses can cope with it. Um, yes, obviously some of them can't, but that's why it's a big field handicap and, uh, it's a staying race. There's big margins throughout the field. Some of these have been beaten a long, long, long way. Um, but that's what you're going to get when the, the difference in class is obvious. And, um, I guess the best horses stood up and the pace sorted them out. Like, um, yeah, it's an interesting one for pace because some people say it was, um, they went too fast, and it was and it was just stupid of them to go that quickly. But but it's but these horses can cope with it. These these horses are bred to be this good, and I don't know if I'm, what I'm what I'm saying is making sense. But um, but these are high pressure. At least like without a fight, West Wind blows Gold Trip. At least anyway, these are high pressure. The best of the best, the best you'll get for for mile and a half horses. Not the best we get, but in Australia anyway. Um, and they've, they've run a big number here. This is a, a good, really good Caulfield Cup. It stood up historically. It's much better than, than last year's. Um, I'd probably say Gold Trip has run to the same form as as last year, but the, obviously Durston won with the with the low weight. So um, obviously it's a big field handicap. So it just works like that. But but yeah, I'm saying it's a good Caulfield Cup and, and it's a turn into into, into a true, true test. So, yeah. Jeez, um, I love Right You Are. Um, he's just so good. He's 
<laughs> I just I have to confess my love for him. Um, I backed Huyamal, who was probably... I thought he was okay. He, he sort of loomed at the top of the straight. Um, I also backed Francesco Guardi, who just hasn't turned up. I don't know what's happened with him. Um, last two runs have probably been poor. Um, but yeah, without a fight, I think he, he'd push on to Melbourne Cup now. He wouldn't want it soft because that's what beat him last year. Um, and while he's run strongly through the line a mile and a half, two miles is different. And um, if you get a strongly two, strongly run two mile, then it could be could be not exactly his go. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. But um, I think the horse you really want to follow out of this race is West Wind Blows, who's like, I don't know exactly what's going on the McKinnon or the spring champion, I think. Oh, not the spring champion, the the champion stakes is what they call it now. Um, I don't exactly know what's going, but he'd be at the top of betting and he'd be a very good favourite for that because he'd be going, coming off this, and, and this is a strong piece of form. and um, the, um, it's, I'd, say, I'd say it's probably a blessing in disguise that they can't run three times and going to the Melbourne Cup because I'm not convinced he wants a strong two mile. I think he's more of a 2,000 to 2,400 metre horse. and um, Yeah, he's been, he's been good here. Um, and he can go back in trip and, and he just about blow that field away. I don't exactly know what's going, but he'd be hard to beat. <laughs> um, and gold trip was good. He probably ran the same number. I don't know exactly. I'll have a look. Uh, this is not good podcasting, but he's but he's run uh, slightly slightly better than what he did last year. So um, yeah, Sulkham obviously missed the start by what six lengths or something. You obviously you just can't do that in these sorts of races. Duke Decessa was good. Um, if it's a if it rains like uncontrollably on Melbourne Cup day, he's a chance. Um, he's a weddy and um, he, he'd he'd stay. The two miles, no problem. So maybe he's one to keep in the back of your mind just in case it, it just pours down. So and Another horse I hope goes to the champion stakes is Montefilia, who's more brilliant than strong, and she got found out in a strongly run mile and a half. Um, and she was back too, which I thought was interesting because I thought the race, the pace would be strong and I thought the market would... Well, they probably do know, but um, her best runs of... Well, the market knows, but um, her best runs are all in slowly run races, and, and she's more brilliant than than strong. So 2,000 metres is her go, and um, I'm sure she can find a, a nice race three weeks between runs. I think that'll that'd be perfect for her going to the 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 on on stakes day, the main race on stakes day. So that's pretty much everything. I don't. I don't know what else I can really say. The Caulfield Cup, it was a good Caulfield Cup. It was strongly run, but not to the point where it's ludicrous, some people might might say. Um, um, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a destination race, so I can't really tell you um, to follow unless they're going back in trip or up in trip to the Melbourne Cup. But I probably want to look... I don't know. I guess... Melbourne Cup's different, but um, you have to reevaluate on the day. But but yeah, just just strictly speaking, I think 
West Wind Blows and, and Montefiore are, are two really nice horses to follow towards the uh, the old McKinnon, the, the champion stakes. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone wants to know about Lem Picker winning race number 10. So we'll move on to Randwick. I'd, did they race at Randwick on, on Saturday? I don't even know. Um, I, I, I'm just going to touch on one race, to be honest, because um, just looking through this, I'd... Maybe I'll, I don't know. What can I say about the the five diamond prelude? It's a fast school race, and not not pace wise, just the it being an actual race is just fast school. But um, Palmetto's one beating Detonator Jack. Um, so Detonator Jack will improve up to a um, eighteen hundred meters, I guess. I'm pretty sure the five diamonds is eighteen hundred meters. I don't actually know, but I, I think I think I remember it being eighteen hundred meters. Um, and Waterford, good sectionals again. What can do democracy? Democracy manifest enormous sectionals, but you can't give them that much of a start. So um, the one race I just wanted to touch on. Oh, sorry, just quickly the track. I always do this. I did a Ben. Um, the shoot played slower. It was a five out of the shoot, and this is significant because the circle played pretty much a four and got a bit slower throughout the day but um that might have been because it's just just wind i think so um but yeah significantly uh the shoot played slower and the two-year-old for alabama express um shangri light express for gay waterhouse and adrian bot has run a really nice rating um was well backed in the betting three percent firm uh, the favourite was a dollar ninety out to four dollars on the exchange. Massive drift for it. Um, trial perv's got it wrong, or maybe they didn't actually. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a nice, nice win. It, it's gone straight to the front. Of the market knew about it. Um, and then the most significant thing I think is it's run the fastest last. I think I was last two hundred of the meeting. I think. Um, double check that. Yeah, fastest last two hundred meeting of about one point uh, one two of a second, um, whilst the shoot was playing slower, and it wasn't like they went that quick, uh, that slowly either. So, I think that's significant in itself. Um, they went slow, but it wasn't it wasn't farcical. It was it was a, a decent pace for these sorts of debutants to to kick off at. Um, yeah, I thought the pace the pace was was okay. And and he's come home really 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 well, so, and I thought another thought I found out recently I was just looking at, um, Alabama Express and, and it's it's ridiculous how closely related he is to Giga Kick so, it could be like another, um I guess low profile stallion not maybe not his low profile he won a he won a really good CF4 and, and run a big rating there but, um. But I guess he's not he's not top liner, I guess. He's not a home affairs. Um but he he's he's really closely related to Giga Kick, so I thought that was interesting. I had no idea honestly. Um So so yeah, I think he's a he's a really nice horse, Shangli Light Express and Miss Judas um ran nice sectionals too last four hundred meters um from way too far back. So so yeah, that pretty much concludes it. I hope I haven't been too boring um it'll be 35 minutes so yeah um 
I don't know what to say. Thanks for listening. Um, I hope you're still listening. If you've made it this far, well done. Um, we normally have Ben to <laughs> get rid of the monotoneness at least a little bit. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening, and um, we'll be back for Cox Plate Day. Uh, I don't know if it's... Maybe I shouldn't say who we're having on next week. I'll let, I'll let Ben reveal that um, on Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, shit, i got to do questions. Um, fuck yeah, I'll do questions. Um, Ben sent me before. Uh, here we go. Um, Puncher one one says, "Hey legends, what a weekend! How good is Mark Zara when it comes to these big races? Yeah, he's he's a big race rider. Um, I think he probably harsh because he just won the Crawford Cup, but I probably say he gets a little bit too much." Um. I don't want to say recognition, but he, but he, I think he gets put on a pedestal too much. But he wins these big races. He's a big race rider. He's probably like a bit, not to the complete extent, but it's it's he's probably similar to a, a Glenn Boss. Like he, he turns up on the big days, and he he probably doesn't he probably doesn't care as much. I I personally like to find riders like Damian Lane or or Blake Shin at the sort of midweeks, I guess. Um, not that Mark Zara rides in the midweeks too much anyway, but um. Harry Kent says, do we get the double? Um, ben said this to me before. This is regarding uh, Ben's subscription for the, the six-day. Um, they put out a tip for without a fight to win both races, the, the Melbourne Cup and the Caulfield Cup. Um, and uh, it was like $330. So I hope it wins for Ben. I'm not on, but <laughs> um, it'd be great if it won. I'll be cheering for it. Um, it's definitely got a chance. It's probably... Top of betting now, I'd imagine. Ryan Deeth uh, says, Can you explain to me how the fuck it's fair that without a fight wins when the jockey <laughs> whips the shit out of it? Um, I don't want to get involved in this. I don't know. It's impossible to measure how much a um, the strike of a whip affects a horse's finishing performance, but... I, I, I don't want to get involved to be honest um, but yeah he, sh- he should be fined I guess and and should be it should be, he should be held accountable anyway I'd imagine because the rules are rules and um, and yeah uh, Benny Mulrose says it's three col- three kilograms definitely enough for without a fight to put Gold Trip in its Melbourne Cup wake uh, I don't know we'll see, we'll see on the day I guess uh, I I probably say Gold Trip is uh, probably more suited to two miles just because he's done it, I guess. But he he probably needs to run to his complete best. But at the same time, so does without a fight. We'll get we'll get to the day. Um, Vorban's obviously favourite. Um, we'll do a preview on the on the day and um, and we'll figure it out from there. But um, uh, I think that's about it. I haven't checked Twitter, but sorry if you've written a question on Twitter and I haven't responded. But um. I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And um, we'll be back next week for Cox Plate. Cox Plate. Uh, and Manicado Night. So I'm looking forward to that. So thank you very much. And um, go well. my fingertips for me to touch your skin. Days only last for a minute. I never questioned why. I always knew you were mine. <laughs>